spin, spin. There we go. Hey, it's working. Hello, Juice fans. Hi, welcome back. Let's see if we can get right. See, I was all hugged up with Cindy and I. All sorts of stuff going on there. Okay. The old, so the old automatic. Been, I know it's been a while since you've seen us together as one. See, Cindy ain't even give me time to get right. Listen, Look. I ain't been right in a long mm -hmm. time. So what, what makes you think I'm going to give you any more time? You got our lavender latte. I did. Shout out to Seed and Bean Market, where we are reunited again That's after right. three weeks. It is not Dr. Cindy Baye. Like, we cannot address her in that manner anymore. What's your new name? Tell us how to address I'm actually you. just keeping the name. I feel you. A lot of people do that these days. Um, but she's a whole It's like branding woman. and like this whole thing. Plus, okay, listen, here's the truth. Here's the truth. The, aside from my children, the best thing about my ex-husband was that his name was at the top of the alphabet. Baye is a badass. Because I grew name. up a W, like a Wachowski. I was at the bottom of the alphabet. And let me tell you, I was tired of waiting. Baye is a hell of a last name. I yeah. would, I, Baye, I would trade my last name for Baye. I don't say that to people often, but yeah. It's a good one. B-A, so you're like right at the top. You get things done. You can move on with your life. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, congratulations Thank to you. you, Dr. Cindy Banier. Her and Chester had an amazing wedding. It was so beautiful outside. It, it really was. looks like something you would see in a movie. It was. It felt like, like I'm it. used to stuff like in a building, a little establishment, decorated all up. But at sunset, oh my God, when the sun set yeah. over the... The Caloosahatchee River. I knew it was the Caloosahatchee. I was just mm -hmm. testing y'all to see if y'all knew <laughs> But yeah, and the breeze, yeah, it was nice. And the DJ, listen, you know who my DJ was? I don't know if you even realize this. My DJ was Ryan Morales, who ran for agriculture commissioner. Oh, I remember. <laughs> he ran against Naomi and right. who else? And then I don't know the Republican. JR? No, I don't remember. Yeah, that. it was JR. JR. Yeah, on the Democratic side. But yeah, so he, yeah, he's actually was at like New York City club DJ. Really? Back in the day. That's yeah, why it was like such a nice mix of it everything. It was just beautiful. Yeah. It was it perfect. Was good. And then I had the opportunity to be there with one of my closest friends who will be, I declare and decree today, I prophesy today that she will be the next host of Juice. Ooh. My brother was supposed to be on here. You see what I'm saying? We can't depend on Listen, it. Listen, all these people with kids. That's but then I can't depend on you. Missing. Yeah, Cindy be like, oh, you're going to have to run it yourself well, tonight. Last and week, I'm like, last week it was like my daughter's choir concert. That's I literally told Cindy, I'm nothing like... without you. And there's nothing truer. No, that's not. We just have a good vibe. For sure. That's all. That's all. But what do y'all mean, and Sarah? Y'all going to. Man, the world gonna fall in love with Sarah, what I say. But anyway, she is here in our studio audience tonight, along with the little ones. It's just a good night. This is how you should come back strong with that's right. Children and our closest <laughs> friend Sarah. But anyway, welcome back to the juice. They're ordering a whole lot on your tab. Uh uh no, babies. <laughs> I told them up she got it tonight. Ma'am. <laughs> hey, sweetie. Where we at now with the tab? Look, I say Auntie Telly got it, but I meant like a cup of ice. <laughs> or what are the little juice cups? They, Babies are got, hungry, Auntie Telly. Babies are hungry. Here. Let's walk across and get a plate of french fries or something. Babe. I got to go to Pakistan this week. I got That's to stay right. on Ooh. Yeah. When you going? Saturday. Oh, my. That's going to be such an amazing trip. It's going to be. I'm going to be in Lahore, Pakistan. And boy, this is going to be the most thrilling travel experience. 
that I had and I wanted to be safe. A lot of people are asking about my safety, rightfully. Stan is where they found Osama bin Laden. You worried that they got some like terrorist hit on you? Optibot. But whatever's out there, I'm going to clear it up. It's going to be just fine. For God and for country. I think, I think you'll be just fine. Yeah. But anyway. you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. Because actually a lot of places are a heck of a lot safer than the United Yo, States. Yo, that's what I tell people. I said, yeah. didn't the United States have 73 some mass shootings in eight weeks? It's That's a lot going on. You read mm -hmm. that, right? You know mm -hmm. that to be true. Oh, yeah. And the leading cause of death for children under 18 is firearms. So, well, yeah. and did you hear about, okay, so the little boy, the six-year-old little boy that shot his teacher, he will not be charged. And I heard that the parents will not be charged either. How do you feel about that? That's a tough one. I don't think the kids should be charged. Definitely I, I'm not. definitely against holding minors accountable. And even like what they do here at the Lee County Sheriff when he's putting their pictures out and stuff like that. I'm totally against Well, I shared something today from FMPD and it was a picture of a juvenile. It said something about drug deal gone wrong. And uh, the it was, but I don't know. Should we? I don't know. Like no. I definitely think he's gonna. <laughs> the need answer some, for me is no. For me, it's mental no. health support. Can you imagine growing up knowing you killed your teacher when you were six? He definitely gonna need some support in life mentally. Well, but how do you feel about the parents not being charged? I, do think that the parents need to be held responsible. I know that man. in the Oxford school shooting, that high school student who was 15 years old was his parents, they were suing his parents for enabling him to be able to get a weapon. Yeah. And I think that the only way that a six-year-old could get a weapon is if the parents didn't have it stored in a safe place. Properly, absolutely. And then to get it all the way to school, that's a lot of carrying on and you got a firearm in the house. And kids, kids just be in the stove. I don't yeah. have them, but I can imagine. So that's why organizations like Moms Demand Action are there advocating for some of these common sense gun regulations, including making it a requirement to have a gun safe or a gun lock in your home if you have a yeah, firearm. I, I feel that. And I know, huh? Oh, she's can calling we, JT. Can we find out about the bill? We didn't, we never got an answer on that. But anyway, what's your shirt say? Oh, this is bands off our bodies. This is the Center for Development. This is actually the organization through which I protested the overturning of Roe v. Wade in Washington, wow. D.C., outside How the Supreme Court. How long ago Court. was that? This was in July okay. of last year, end of June, actually, right okay. after the overturn. Okay. They they do very large scale, very organized civil disobedience. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely recommend checking out CPD if you're somebody who's interested in Center becoming- Center for Progress and Development. Yeah. And all week I've been dealing with CPE, Center for Progress and Excellence, <laughs> here in our community, right. dealing with children and or anybody, adults mm -hmm. who are facing a mental health challenge. So shout out to CPE, man. We got it all going. We doing the work in the earth. We, we're showing up in different ways. And we are, this shirt is just reminding me of like the early days of me learning about activism. I had $20 in my account when I was a student at Georgia State. And I still got on the bus and went to D.C. for the Women's March. And that was in nice. 2017. We took a day trip, came right back, no staying overnight. But see, that's why I like college, cause because college provides you with those opportunities. Come on, baby. What are they saying about the bills? <laughs> how much? Ask them how much do we owe so far? <laughs> Don't be laughing, Cindy. This is real world issues. I'm not exposing her to financial hardship, but... 
Yeah. Sorry, you can charge me interest. But yeah, we out here just doing the work. And Shout the regular out to people everybody are. that keeps going. The regular people are. And that's how it always is that in order for things that affect regular, everyday American people, we have to come together and let our voice be known. We, that Definitely. is the point of movements. That is the point of protest. That is the point of activism. Like, why don't you like care like care it's okay to care a little bit and we all do care about different things our families our jobs and stuff but it's something about being out there in the world and knowing what's going on and knowing yeah. that you have a part to play in it it's like ownership it's a special thing it is really. ownership yeah it's ownership over the situation and empowerment yeah absolutely so shout out to the organizations we got some visions for southwest florida in terms of civic engagement activism and i look forward to just being out there. you want to talk about this though for a minute you want to talk about this I, it bands off our bodies yeah this we, is so this is okay so tuesday of this week the florida legislature opened its session for this year okay and it was a doozy it was basically a ron DeSantis fascist bomb Mm. went off in Tallahassee and our very own right here in Southwest Florida, Jenna Persons Malika and Spencer Roach co-sponsored the six week abortion ban. You know what? Spencer Roach is just, I remember when I met him for the first time and I was just as warm and friendly and he just gave me the coldest stare. I don't get on here and talk about people, but it's just like, why do you have to be like that? Like, I'm just trying to speak to him and he just, he was mean mugging me like he just didn't want to talk to me. And it's like, we don't have to be that way. And of course, he was a part of spreading misinformation about yep. me. As in, it's just unfortunate because we expect so much more. Spencer, if you're listening to this, do better. OK, it's people out here that ain't did nothing to you. And you can smile a little bit and be a little more friendly because it's pissing everybody off. Listen, let's just call a spade a spade. Spencer Roach is nothing more than a, a pawn in other people's games. But Dan, why you can't smile though? I get it. Listen, I've seen him smile once like he breaks through the crowd through all the other people and you see his he ain't self trying to come up. That. That's the problem. He doesn't I care because it doesn't matter. Damn, he is somebody. shaking his table, but we, we get wound up about somebody. But here's the thing. As an elected representative, make efforts to connect with people who are different to you that's how you can tell something needs to be shaken up people are too comfortable in their positions in their authority that they feel a disdain like yeah. you it doesn't of benefit course. me to open up to you he doesn't to care. just None be of them care. to just say hello Chantel, they don't care Whoa. listen why this is why and this is truth time here okay it's because we have term limits in the state of florida in order to continuously have a fresh crop of people going into the state legislature, you have to have major financial backers to take relatively nobodies and get them elected. That means that the corporate interests, the corporate corporations in their packs are the ones who are filling these seats. Not to mention the gerrymandering. So these are all safe Republican Listen, seats. Listen, sweeping around my front door because all this, I know, because my name was on the ballot. And look, Telly ain't just coming up shout. Just yeah, that's not what happened here. It was organized. It, sure. it was something behind it. And money, listen, it make the world what they say: money, power, respect. What you need in life. And the thing is that we, the people, going back to why we have to get out here and make ourselves known. Because, mm -hmm. like you said, there are people who are set on their agenda, set on their, and it doesn't necessarily represent us. Represent the common yeah. man. It's Represent not. the lowly ones. It has nothing to do with us. 
has everything to do with those corporate backers who back their continuous voting, revolving door of politicians. Just voting or not voting and just again just separated from it. But you know what? It's some people out there that would say Spencer Roach in the gang, they're a terrific gang, always. Maybe it's just me. No, no, these people, they're all, they're all stuffed suits. They're not real people. Oh, they're God. really, they're not, they don't care. And I know that because actually a, a ton of these people are leading double lives. And they, if, listen, I'm yeah. not going to say it here because of all the bills that Ron DeSantis are trying to put on people like us say who are it, bloggers. We didn't, we didn't come oh, listen, this far oh, listen. to see it and being Listen, I'm stop. saying, I'm saying that there's for somebody who's pushed a heck of a lot of anti-LGBT stuff. He happens to have been seen in a lot of places by a lot of people. Listen, that's what they said about George Santos, too. Mm -hmm. He's got a whole, mm -hmm. like, sec it's like, he's not even the person. No, he's also not a real person. That's yeah, it. That and, they, and they lie and they fabricate things because it's, you can. And especially if you're down here, it's even easier because you run here as a Republican. Mm -hmm. You're basically going to win because they've drawn it so that Republicans will win. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. But like, back to there was a lesson in all of this. We got six weeks of don't baby. We got a six week, six week abortion ban. So that means it's two weeks after a missed period, basically, is what the persons has put forward for regulation. And by the way, it also rolls back the exceptions for rape and incest and rolls back the exceptions for medical emergency so many people what i go back to is so many people are thrilled about that and it's just it's just something to it's upon us it's here and it's just wow six weeks how i ain't never been pregnant but it's so you may not even know that you early you don't even know it's unless you're like tracking so your what do you period think, so what do you think the objective is do you think they just want people to have safer sex and not it's just control of women frankly but yeah but when we break it down like how do they remember because we'd be talking about the common man right so the common man that's on that side of the argument, what is it that you feel like they feel the strongest about? Do you feel I mean, like so they just feel like God has something to do with it? Because it's not, you want to just be like, sure. Okay, so this is, so people who are deeply enmeshed in this, it is an emotional thing. They go, oh my God, let's, we're saving babies. The babies. And, and this is yeah. a big deal, right? And here's the thing, of course, like we want to help people right. live. But it's a, it's very much wrapped up in mis and dis, purposeful disinformation about how these procedures happen, right? So the 90% of abortions are in the first trimester. And among them, the vast majority of them are pills. They're medical, medical the, abortions, the, right? It's not the, the suctioning and the right the really All gruesome the images grotesque that you stuff yeah those are fabricated and many of those by the way are actually illegally obtained photographs you can see oh so kind of listen stuff. there was a woman who just got indicted last year because she broke into a medical facility and she stole fetuses 14 of them and well used well. them to take pictures for this anti-abortion propaganda. Damn, she go hard. Yes, she but that's what I'm saying. This is, and the thing doing, is, that's a lot. And she's saying, oh, look, this is proof of full-term abortion, all this stuff. Here's the thing, is that birth is one of the most dangerous things a woman can go through mm. around the world. It's very complicated. There are many different types of complications that can come up. And 20% of pregnancies on average end up in a miscarriage Anyway, yeah. there's a lot of different things that can go wrong for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And 
what's really important is that we allow the medical practitioners to make the decisions with the people rather than make a the blanket law. A blanket law, that's true. Because so let me ask you this. I'm gonna ask you a tough question, but you gotta fully answer it. Where do you see society going as a result of this law? Do you see people becoming more responsible and more, or do you see people taking those dangerous measures yeah. to go ahead and access an abortion? Women are gonna die. We already have, just with the 15 week abortion ban, there are women in the state of Florida who are awaiting medical care because they've been denied an abortion because of the 15 week abortion ban. So women are going to die. People are going to get sick. There are going to be more children who Yo, are unwanted. that's what I'm thinking about. Learn their the, the children, what does that do? Because you're coming from the social work perspective. Mm -hmm. What does that do? There's a disconnect when that mother cannot or does not want that child, does not want to raise it, whatever the cases may be, whether it was a one night stand, whether it was just, you know what? I thought Rape, this man was going to be there for me, but he may not. So let me, my life is changing. That child's life has to follow that mother's life. If the mother is unwell, I, we see it time and time yep. again, oh, yeah. that trickle down effect. And that's the part that frustrates me yep. is that there is not as much emphasis on that side of things, on that side of life. It's like the cute, like I saw an image that, and it shook me because it was like the little baby grasping the doctor's hand while one of those was taken. I don't know if that's but one of the ones the lady supposed to emotionally do that. That is a manipulation. And it's that's what not I'm the saying. truth. And so, but then there is a side of life that is very long and exhausting and very complicated and very people are unwell and unfit yep. to walk into that role and they know it a lot of people know it yeah this ain't for me and then there are there, then somebody will say okay you got adoption for that have that child and put it it's up for adoption but adoption agencies are overflowing like the system is burdened yeah. do you know the wait period for elite DNA that serves Southwest Florida when it comes to mental health resources, the waiting list, my client just told me that up to 12 months. Oh, listen, so the pediatric mental health services at Golisano, where you work, it's a two-year wait. They yeah. called me to get one of my kids It's in. wild. So it's, yeah, we do not have enough services. Yeah, and, and even when myself, before I started, and I talk openly about my journey with mental illness, like, major depressive disorder was the diagnosis and i remember i'm gad when i was you what gad what general anxiety disorder okay yeah i didn't study the clinical side of social work <laughs> i'm like girl what are you glad anyway i'm glad dad but, but i remember even being an employee of the health system it was they were basically like we don't have we don't have room yeah. to take someone and just the amount of people who are unwell and just y'all don't really want these kids here do you they you don't. know but oh here's another thing that i need you to address since we're on this topic the messaging that was sent to black people from the GOP is that it's black genocide. It's black genocide because you we cannot ignore that. That's where that complication, the deeper you go and the more minority you are, the more banners of minority that you put across you, you have to, it gets complicated like that because yeah. you can't ignore that. What's the founder's name of Planned Parenthood? Oh, I forget her name. But that's also taken out of context. I don't know, man. No, that's taken out of context. To change it when no, you but listen, you, you, 
<laughs> no. So the political beliefs of somebody who a hundred years ago may have been involved in the organization is very different from a localized, locally owned and operated I, I, I can organization. See that, and there's no doubt about that. I don't think it, I think it serves black and white women equally. I don't know about yes. equally because I don't know about equally because well, the numbers ain't even equal. But no. I think it, when you look at the ratio, I think we, a lot of black women that I know have had an abortion and they some there was a couple of people that felt some spiritual discomfort throughout her life because she said I should have kept my child. But for the most part, people, people in my life relief. said that I needed that. Yeah. I did not. No, I wasn't trying to take it there, but I get the responsibility yeah. aspect of it. Be responsible so you don't have to just go out here. That's even, but it's not even all about responsibility because there are not circumstances. All about it. No, it's, you know, it is rape and incest and age. You know, not to mention sometimes having an abortion is the responsible thing. I know people I who have had that. abortions because they were in an abusive relationship Man. and they had other children. Man, please. So, talk about, let's talk about children born into households where there is an immense danger for one parent or the other at the hands of the other parent and you still have to. That is not, like health care right. is so much broader than, oh, don't, kill the babies or this that, and the third. I don't know and, if y'all really want these and kids people, here. People always don't, wi women don't have Listen, the response. Sarah about to jump out her seat over yeah, here because she, she needs to chime in. But, she needs to tap in and so I can tap out and find out how much this bill is each turn that ran up. But so listen, the women are often disempowered in these relationships too. So example, I actually know two women who are in their 70s who had abortions illegally in the 60s, right? Because their husbands forced them into sex that today we would call marital rape, but at the time it wasn't considered It's that. not even a thing because you're married. That's right. your husband. All right. the abuse. And you have to submit to it. And then they wanted to escape those abusive relationships with the children. They had felt an obligation to the children they had. So again, it's all, there's various different circumstances. The other, I want there was a couple other things. So one, I actually looked at that, the data, when the GOP folks were talking about the black genocide thing. And here, a lot of it is based on data that came out of New York. And it is actually true. But if you think about the demographics of New York and where Planned Parenthood is, they're serving low-income neighborhoods in New York. So the people who have access and so proximity to them are largely black, there's right? that correlation between race and class that we... Planned Parenthood offers services based on a sliding scale for your income. People mm -hmm. feel comfortable going there yeah. who are lower income because they have they can get those services so it, it's a bit skewed because of that but it was showing that yes there was a disproportionate to the population amount of black women who are having an abortion yeah. and i would like to see the republican party put a lot more attention on children who have a rough life as it is yeah. who are in this country who are living under the burden of poverty and mental illness and disabilities. I want to see y'all loving on them a little bit, loving on them with the same intensity. Keep that same energy. For the know, baby's born? After that child is born, for there, sure. There was one other thing I just wanted to put out here that you were talking about in terms of what it must be like psychologically if a woman has a child that she's not necessarily ready to raise. There's a huge body of work on this and on the psychology of it in Rwanda 
to women who bore children from rape. So there was a huge genocide in Rwanda, and one of the techniques of war was to rape the women. So now we're actually at the point where now at this point the children would be basically like becoming adults at this point. was the 90s. The Tutsis versus the Hutu. The Hutu Tutsis were at war with each other. What a powerful story that is. But so all these women had children that were from rapists. And I never knew that because I was under the impression that the genocide took place within what 90 days it was a lot of it so there was but I, killing I can see the rape but it, listen power, rape is sure. actually a tool of genocide because it's like diluting the ethnicity the, oh. actually the Russians are doing the very same thing right now across Ukraine wow they use it to ethnically dilute this group of people that they don't want to continue around so it's a tool it's a component of genocide in Mm -hmm. fact and so these women but that can be the other way around too because man think about enslaved here in america and being raped by the slave master it's like now your baby have black now you're yeah but they listen what they did with most of those kids is kept them in slavery and sold them off they didn't take them as their own the vast majority yeah i know they didn't take only a few times but i'm looking at it in terms of mixing this thing up populist like and it's actually the same mentality it's actually the same mentality if the slave master rapes the slave that child is partially the slave master so they're still a throwaway person yeah but they're less despicable in the eyes of the slave master it's the same mentality mm. genocide through rape wow in See, rwanda just, damn that was like on a random thursday night just knowing <laughs> just talking about genocide yeah but listen so the psychology that came that studies that came out of rwanda are fascinating because these women are basically they're impoverished and then they're forced wow. to care for these children sometimes they have other children sometimes they were children themselves wow. and they're just forced to carry this take care of this child and what they documented a lot of times a lot of conflict because it is their oppressor. It was their right. rapist. It was Shout out people to who killed I wanted, their after family. After I read that book, I wanted to visit Rwanda. Just hearing what they painted that picture yeah. like before the genocide. Shout out to Africa. You ever been to Africa? Yeah, I've been to Ghana and South of Africa. Of course, you went to Ghana because you brought back some. Ch- you had some children's clothes. <laughs> From Ghana, and yeah. I gave them Ghana. I was like so proud to give them Ghana clothes to this little black family that oh, I good. that I know. And them children looked at me like, oh, okay, they did not want to hurt. I'm Listen, like, that, no, this the authentic. That's man. how my kids yeah, looked at me too, and they're like, like, and I'm like, baby, y'all just save it because y'all gonna have a cultural day at school, and you're right. gonna be yep. happy you got those clothes. Yep. But thank you for that. Yeah. Cindy, that was a that was see that's just a reflection of your heart. You are a really good person and you are a giver and yeah. And I, I want to know, know things too. And I actually have friends and classmates from my university in Japan who are in the government of mm-hmm. Rwanda right now. He's We uh, gotta go to Rwanda. Yeah, I'll give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently they're going well. And here's the other thing that's fascinating about Rwanda is that they have the largest legislature amount of women. What? Yep, they have the highest rate of women in Kigali the entire is the world. Capital of um, yeah, I think so. Man, y'all gotta watch Geography that movie. Is like not watch right. that movie. Hotel is Rwanda. It Hotel Rwanda. It tells it. It just tells a little bit of that story. It's a very great movie about an awful a genocide. What happens when fear takes over? Right. When fear and disrespect, perceived disrespect, run amok, it can be egregious, and power is something. Baby, how much is the bill so far? Okay, but they stuff all our stuff on the house tonight. We'll get it. Look, I ain't so supposed listen. to be drinking this. 
So that's why I can't lose no it's weight. It's good look, though. I'm trying to drink my little healthy trying to detox. detox. That's not. And here they that's go. Not a real and thing. then you look how fast I open that straw. That straw didn't stand a chance in my wrapper. Because I'm so, just about to go for it. So here's, and I want to talk about personal responsibility too. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute because personal responsibility is just a code word. Okay, to blame people. I already disagree, but go ahead. Things. No, because it's like there are plenty of people who are taking responsibility for things. But it, what is said is like it's lauded at people or at people when somebody disagrees with what they did. They don't like what they did. They say you need to take personal responsibility. No, but then I come from a school that understand that, especially in these great United States of America, it's not solely on personal responsibility right. there are those systematic barriers that mm -hmm. we continue mm -hmm. to to highlight and to talk about however listen i used to man i had some leaders that talk personal responsibility on another level and i think we cannot try to skate around that like as if that is not needed i think we have to emphasize personal responsibility because ultimately it even in your circumstance it is your responsibility to manage that to the best of your ability. And sometimes I don't think I don't think we always do that as individuals. I don't always think we we, know. we we aspire. We have that ambition because there are so many things. Are you trying to assimilate to the white man? Are you trying to be like white folk? But when in reality, talk about a genocide. You cannot look at black on black violence, and y'all know I loves my people. It, it this ain't none of that. This ain't none of that Candace Owens stuff. I love my people. Cause see, you be getting nervous with me, but I loves my people. But there is a conversation. Well, I gotta pull you back from the dark there, side. There, there, there is in the there there is space in that conversation for how we deal with one another, how we deal with ourselves, sure. how we, Don Lemon just got in trouble for it, actually. No, it was Don Lemon. He was oh, telling, did said. you see that video where no. he said, this is how you fix the problem, black people. Pull up your pants, stop using the N word. Some of the uh, stuff on the list, I was just like, It's like, like something right. that Chris Rock said in the 90s. That part, but then he said, stop having children when you already know your life is messed up. There's I'm gonna go ahead and refer but that's what I'm saying. Back to how to be we, an anti-racist by Abraham Kennedy. We just said that that is responsible of a people to seek an abortion when they know they are not fit, and so that carries over in all aspects of life. You know what I'm saying? And I know in your little books and stuff, Cindy. They say that you got to push, but personal responsibility matters, and all of us can stand to do better. I think that personal responsibility is like the baseline. Only time I ever really hear people talking about personal responsibility, it's people who are super privileged talking down to lower privileged people. That's why I think it's bullshit. It's not that I don't think people should be responsible. And I think people are responsible in so that. many different ways. I but it's a rich ass that. white it's, guy it's, it's used in, who it's got used generational in time, wealth. It's used in time of war and it's not usually portrayed in a loving way. No. And so I was having this conversation recently where the teachings of Marcus Garvey, up ye mighty race, accomplish what you will. And there were some schools of thought, the Nation of Islam, for example, that took the emphasis off of, so of the victim mentality, as they would say, but it's just tighten up, do better. So when they came into the Nation of Islam, a lot of them were incarcerated, but guess what? They had to dress in suits. They had to have their hair cut. They had to stop eating pork, stop drinking, stop smoking. And what that did was that those practices, it, it raised the standard 
discipline. Or you okay. can show up in this world, no, sure. despite our health, despite our economic situation. Okay. So it's so many different ways to approach that. But I just wouldn't totally crap on personal responsibility because not. what I'm saying is a baseline. I think that we all have personal responsibility and there's a handful of people that don't. And here's the thing. And you know this too. Those people who completely lack personal responsibility have shitloads of trauma. They just trauma up to their trauma. eyeballs. And that's why they're a fucking mess, yeah. right? And that's why people talk about having trauma-informed care and trauma-informed responses. But I'm going to see I'm going to see your nation of Islam and I'm going to raise you the Black Panthers. Because here's what the Black Panthers thought. Don't be trying the to... The Black Panthers... Sarah over here trying to the go Black hard. Sarah's over here. The Black Panthers were all about collectivism. They espoused to actual true communism, not this fake communism that Republicans like to make the boogeyman, but actually helping people. This, by the way, is very similar to the way that other organizations around the world fight oppressive regimes. They organize and do things for the community. So the Black Panthers started a school lunch program for kids in their the neighborhood. breakfast program that J. Edgar Hoover shut down. Wasn't happening. There is no one, there is no way on earth you can tell me that the Black Panthers lacked personal responsibility. They didn't. They actually they are, had collective and community but responsibility that's what I'm saying. too. We need but they just that. had a different perspective. As to whether it comes from no, me it wasn't or everybody. Hampton, it's the other one. It's not the other one. It's not. I'm going to get back to you because you ain't finna get away with just saying anything on the juice <laughs> and just thinking. But it's not well, Fred Hampton. These are different Carmichael, Stokely Carmichael. That's who I'm thinking of. But Fred Hampton was in the mix too. But no, but that's what I'm saying. So the Panthers are a good example of that Garvey perspective. No, this tighten up. You know what I'm saying? The Black Panther Party was all about discipline. And they were all about, you can't help nobody else if you messed up. So one of these comedians, I think it was Steve Harvey said, the best thing I can do for a broke person is not become one of them. Now, that was the joke. However, the truth in that is that the Black Panthers through their discipline and organizing, through their personal responsibility, were able to set the stage for others, for the movement to grow. Able, so imagine if we had more personal responsibility, we have more awareness, more growth overall, more breakfast programs. They had the little breakfast program, J. Edgar Hoover shut it down, but imagine if we had more people with the mindset and it can be developed, it can be practiced just like anything else, but but I'm wrong, though. Well, you know, no, listen, like, listen, you're not wrong. No, I'm just the playing. point is no, internal well, versus external right. responsibility. It's a perspective, right? Who's going to be first? Yes. So the people in the Nation of Islam are talking about personal restrictive, right? I'm going to limit pork, smoking, the, my dress, all this stuff, right? Whereas the Black Panthers were saying, we're going to be responsible for everyone in our community together. And that's what the Nation of Islam did, too. Listen, the Nation of Islam... <laughs> got a lot of attention Kinda. because they were responding to the black community in ways that the, that a lot of people felt like the black church was not doing. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Oh, the Nation of Islam got schools. They got, they, yeah. or at least That's actually schools. part of Islam in general is having but schools. But that's what I'm saying. There was a redemptive factor that was spiritual. It had a spiritual context, but it was get up off of this victim kind of stuff. But all of those people, they were, when I look at the black different parts of the black liberation movement. Now I'm about to choke. Don't choke, baby. When I look at different parts of the black liberation movement, you do see a lot of people, a lot more people 
assuming that personal responsibility. So it's out there, but yeah, we can so, deal with more of it. And here's the thing. That's why I said, like, this is, it's personal responsibility is a fucking cop out by Republicans. That's what it is. It's to say those people now, didn't when, do yeah, when what they they're supposed it, to do. When they use it politically, it's just, it's not in depth. It's, it's not, like, oh, you need responsibility. And, and, it's, and it's not compassionate. Really. No, I want to see more compassion. I do too. And I will say, I'm, we got to, we got to get us, you, we got to do the book club with how to be an anti-racist with Ibrahim Kindi because he talks about this because there is who is the author Kindi Ibrahim Kindi Ibrahim X Kindi I don't know I've never heard of that so thank you for that we're gonna so, have to read that because he talks about his book is how to be an anti-racist yep yep I mean it's really good because he talks about his own journey as a black man and how he went to school and how he internalized so much racism that he believed that and then he, as he was going to the school and as he was engaging in his fraternity and getting his education he started to see lower class black people as less than and then he caught himself in it and he realized that he was perpetrating and internalizing that racism and pushing it back out so he would say the same thing new. but let me tell you malcolm x in his autobiography he he defined those same sentiments right yeah. he basically said that but really the more when you become that way you still caught up in this cycle of i think and so therefore my school of thought is superior so superior that i'm gonna write a book on it and try to have that confidence in it but Nevertheless, but even Chris Rock retracted his joke. No, you're not bringing up Chris Rock. I didn't okay, see the new episode yet. But Chris Rock, who you may have heard, I don't know if you've heard. He that said, "Nobody I've, wants to be. It's okay to be black, but nobody wants to be a, a n word." Yeah. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that part. Oh no, that is a whole skit he did in the '90s, and it was talking about damn black and people do this, but lived. they rob the store. They don't, they have too many kids. So he was actually setting it's himself apart. Bro. That's what I'm saying. It's complicated because there are distinctions within any group. There are going to be those distinctions. And a lot of people have strong feelings about how they feel like certain parts of the black community is damn can we do a little bit better and that, i'm gonna give you an example because you a, said we it's this the is other a, part this is a play but we but it's because what here's what white it's people us. don't have to do white people never have to justify the behavior of a shitty white person i don't know because i'm gonna just say it nobody not, fucking asked me I'm why not, george zimmerman is a fucking asshole no but i'm not one of the white the black people that thought this but some like people were saying, anytime it's a school shooter, it's gonna be white people. It is, but right. that's statistics. So like, I'm not one of the ones that said it, but they were saying that. It's, but listen, but it's <laughs> it's actually, and Kendi Kendi talks about this too. Is like the pressure is duly and with black people is that yes, if you're good, you're expected to hold up the whole community and every single thing you do is under scrutiny because it's going to reflect back on the community. And if you're somebody who's not acting right that's also going to reflect that? on the whole uh -huh. community yeah that's true it's complicated from within i will say that there's that love there but there's always been those classes and even the black sororities and fraternities yep. that can be looked at as a lot of people wow that's a great standard they helping they setting a good example for the, the other youth. way calls them bougie but the other the other side of that is that it's a standard that a lot of people don't attain you have to be in college you have to be a college graduate if you cross before you graduate they'll just encourage you but a lot of people see that as classism 
and we have different groups like that. But I don't know. Thank God for those groups because somebody got to set the damn standards. Somebody got to set different standards. How about that? Different standards because it's enough of the other stuff going on. But anyway. It's complicated. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's complicated. I see the wheels turning in your head, though. It's crazy because from within, it's a, it's a different conversation, it's bro. Battle, when you're yeah. trying to achieve true triumph. And you have seen examples of triumph from within your race after everything the race has endured. And then you got people just not appreciating it. What it is, you feel their lack of appreciation, but you also feel their trauma. You also feel the fact that they don't give a damn. Because I know what it feels like to not give a damn about certain things. And so you feel it. And sometimes you just be like, damn, can you care a little bit more? And then you looking at them sometimes. But it's beautiful when you can like love them anyway and then see the value in them anyway you know it's not okay to treat people differently just because they showing up in the world in a mm -hmm. way that's just wild and out but wow this is powerful. that was a lot that was like a whole Woo! who is that put a ha-ha on our face on i think it was because when we were laughing there's a lag too. i want to see who it is can you click on it i don't know nothing works right now but good okay sarah Come and introduce yourself over here. Come on and get in. So if you haven't met Sarah, she's amazing. First, come. Tontail's going to get up. No. It's, it's already hot. It's the hot seat. Hello. So this is Sarah. Introduce yourself. Tell us how amazing you are. I have a screenshot. Does it do a picture? Mm. <laughs> okay. He did not do it. I did. <laughs> I took it. I put a screen. Okay. Where okay. do I start? Where do you start? It was a cold winter day in 1983. No, I'm just kidding. 84. Why are you making me older? <laughs> <laughs> reference to not to be I am. Look, we both we were both on our pro-choice kit today. Yes, we are. Like, Should so smile. Smiling. Okay. <laughs> One approach. <laughs> I was born in 84, Cindy. So sorry. I just took a while. Yes, I didn't know idea. But so now I'm an 80s baby too. You are? What yeah. year? 1980. Woo okay. I'm an elder millennial. Yeah. I, it was really a hard pill for me to swallow that I was a millennial because I never really connected to the millennial. I was always now, like, I'm a millennial. I don't care. What were you? Says. Yeah. I think I was really behind on everything like millennial-ish at all. So I did not take that title. No, I, got I don't have the angst of the Gen X. I'm more like, let's actually fight instead of just what, let's wear flannel and yeah, capitulate. Yeah, okay, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I like to fight. Okay. So, okay, so Sarah has been very active here in Southwest Florida, yeah. worked for the Charlie Chris campaign, yeah. has been active in women's rights activism. Tell us more. Okay, I'm also a business owner. So I have, after I moved to Southwest Florida, I focused much of my attention on my business for, what, 12 years, 10 years? Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, you probably know, small business owner, all of your attention goes to that. Right. So for many years, that was my primary focus. And then in 2019, we sold our larger business to pursue other endeavors. And I went to school. And got a farm too, right? Oh, I have a hobby farm. She a farmer, but you I'm a glutton for punishment. Y'all, see, she's all covered up oh, tonight. Okay. But Shall I that's the tattoo game is wild. It's, just, it's insane, but that's your business, right? Yes. I own, my wife and I own Dark Moth Tattoo right here in downtown Fort Myers cool. now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And 
When I went back to school, though, I wanted to get more engaged in the community, get mm -hmm. more engaged in activism. I've always, always been a strong advocate. I've always been, maybe I should just say opinionated, very opinionated from it's okay. a young That's age. That's where you start. <laughs> and always into advocacy and activism. But in 2019, 2020, that's when I got really engaged through FSW. I started doing events there and oh, then nice. attending protests and things like that. And then just one door opened after another and boom, here she is. Yeah, here I am. Here she is. Ready to fight. Chantel too. So, Chantel yeah. was big in the activist circuit. Yeah. So Sarah is going to join us. Look at this. Man, no, we finna all three of us stay together on this show. Okay. We just don't have to get... A bigger space, so I can. We need a We just got another chair. No, we going to do this. Sarah Thursdays is when we do this because we replacing okay. Chucky because he ain't never come back. So we take Chucky. You're gonna name. have to fight for Sorry, your spot Chucky. now. <laughs> so we taking his name off of everything. But I love you too, real love. This ain't love just you. no stuff I do at Seed and Bean. I really pour my heart out, especially to Sarah. And Cindy is I am not that I'm just chop liver over. No, Cindy, listen, I give Cindy her flowers <laughs> all the time. Cindy, I was just out here saying, I just be saying words and she'd be like, oh, you mean this? And she says the actual word. I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. Cindy helps me raise my standard in life. It's so. a telepathic connection. Yeah. There so go. that's good. So this was a good episode. We got into it. Good we episode. got into it. That's and we good. got a lot more to unpack. So make sure you Every subscribe. Day. Not have a good day. No, I said every day. Oh, I was saying, damn, you finna cut it off no. anyway. Make sure you hit Don't tell like, them subscribe. Subscribe. And subscribe. Smash and then the like button. On Thursdays. Pay money. Come That's hang right. out with us at Seed and Bean Market where we get down. We have yeah. conversations. We have a live studio audience. That's flourishing here tonight. Mm -hmm. up a check that we'll see. <laughs> but this is what it's all about. Right. Just share your perspectives with us. Tell us how you feel about the content in the video. And then come talk with us. Yeah, I come mean, with us. Grab a coffee. Grab a drink. Check out BigMouthMediaFL.com. We have a couple different subscriptions going. That's going to help us keep the lights on. And there's actually a huge attack on independent media. So we need your help. So if you want to get a subscription to Juice, it's $4.99 a month. That helps us. <gasps> $49.99 for a whole year. Or you could get everything that Big Mouth Media has to offer for $19.99 a month or $199 and a year. if you buy the deluxe package, I come spend a night. So. To rub your feet. Yeah. Oh, I actually do doing that. Why like, don't you just start feet. with something small? I'll have coffee with you. No, baby. I don't see that's all that tiptoeing. We let's start heavy. Just coming in. Laying yes, in your bed. Yeah, yeah, I'm spending the night. <laughs> Make room. Definitely help us help independent media in Florida. Go to BigMouthMediaFL.com. And thank you so much to Chantal Rose and Sarah Wilson. Thank you. For... Thank you, Dr. Cindy Mary yes. Bonnier. That's right. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on Juice. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.